Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Boy, it's great to be back with all of our listeners today. We're just so thankful once again to have this opportunity to be here together on the program. Open up God's Word and really get into all those rich teachings and truths right there from His Word. You know, we have so much to be thankful for by way of having the Bible here for us, so readily accessible, so easy to have one. Virtually everybody can afford one, and if they cannot, somebody will give them one, almost without exception. You know, most families probably have two or three or four Bibles in their home. Unfortunately, in so many cases, they're stuck away on a bookshelf or maybe laying on a coffee table or an end table someplace, or maybe they're even stuck on a shelf in a closet somewhere, and they just don't get read very much at all. Well, they've got a vital piece of information, a tremendous tool to help them in their lives, in every aspect of their lives, but they just don't use it. And in a lot of cases, they really don't know how to use it very well. Well, here on Search the Scriptures, we try to help you get past that. We try to open up the richness of God's Word, all that it has there for us, and help you catch a sense of not only appreciation, but excitement at actually understanding what the Bible says and opening up the vast horizons of information and instruction and guidance and promise and blessings that God has provided for us in his word. We do hope that you're enjoying our study together. We hope that your knowledge is growing and that your faith is getting stronger and that you're becoming better and better equipped to make up your mind to come to God through your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing that faith openly, and surrendering to him in baptism, at which point the blood that he shed on the cross is still effective to cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. And then you come up out of that watery grave of baptism to walk a new life, reborn spiritually. Our prayers are with you and they're for you. Dwayne Kennedy, brother, great to be back with you today. Thank you, Gary. Enjoy being on the program with you as always. It's good to be back with you and with our listening audience. We would like to invite you to the Sunny Slope Church of Christ if you live in the Omaha metro area. And uh, you will note our service times. It will be talked about later. But we would be encouraged if you would come and be with us in person and get to know us. And we study God's word together uh, in our Bible classes and in the lesson material, the sermon, we would just love to study with you in person. So we invite you to come. Won't you join us? You know, Dwayne, we have people who come to Sunny Slope from a pretty wide range. And naturally, you know, the interstate highways and the, the uh, infrastructure by which people can drive makes that much more accessible than it used to be many years ago. That's right. So we have people coming from a pretty wide range, pretty far away, and yet they get on the, the interstate or they get on Dodge Street or just go through some of the main thoroughfares in and around Omaha, and they can get to the building within 20, 25 minutes in most cases. Yeah, we even get some people who regularly travel from Iowa to worship with us. It's a blessing, too, to be able to see so many people wanting to come to learn God's Word, Amen. to worship with His people. 
And we encourage you, if you're not listening from the Omaha area, find the Church of Christ in your area and begin worshiping and studying and growing spiritually with them. If you need help finding a congregation in your area, contact us. We'll try to help you find one. Dwayne, we're going to begin a new study today. And this is a particular study that I find fascinating. Yes, it, it is, Gary. It really can kind of get your mind working because you have to envision some of the things that are going on in this particular uh, account, in this text from God's Word. But I want to begin by getting into a little introductory material. You know, Dwayne, every one of us, each one of us, will ultimately stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ and give account of how we will have lived our life in this world, whether good or bad. We most certainly will, Gary. These things will come to pass, as they say. Yes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10, what does the Apostle Paul say along this line? For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Whether good or bad. That's right. Each one, the things that he has done in the body. Now, I think we also need to understand the things that he has not done that he should have done. That's right. God is going to hold us accountable and he's going to call us to account for how we have lived in this life. Now think about all the blessings, Duane, that God blesses us with. All the guidance, all the instruction. A few moments ago we were talking about one of the greatest blessings that God affords anybody and everybody, basically, and that's His Word. That's right. How do we take advantage of the Bible? We can study it, Gary. We can, we can plan on it, whether uh, we spend our time in the morning or we spend our time at night. Um, it's there for us. It's free. Uh, it's a freedom that we have in our country, and we should take advantage of it. We should, but so many people do not, or they do very little. Turn to Acts chapter 17, verses 31, uh, 30 and 31, if you would, please. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Here's another text that tells us what we read a moment ago in 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, that God has a day on which he's going to hold us accountable. He's going to call us to account for the way that we've lived our lives. Right. Now that day is appointed, isn't it? It is. Isn't that what it says there in that Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31? That's right. It's already on God's eternal calendar. And you know, not only is it appointed, but he goes on and says that it's basically a firm kind of appointment and he, he has demonstrated that or affirmed that by raising Jesus from the dead. Yes. Now that's another aspect of the resurrection's importance that a lot of people may not stop and think about or even realize. The fact that Jesus came back from the dead that God raised him is an affirmation, an assurance that there's going to be a day of judgment and that Christ is going to be that judge. 
That's right, Gary. As sure as he raised from the dead, we will stand before him. We, every knee will bow. Also in that particular text, in Acts chapter 17, that you just read, Dwayne, it tells us that ignorance is no excuse. No, it's not. Now, in some way, apparently, God tolerated some degree of ignorance in the past. Right. Before Christ came. That's right. We're not told exactly how to understand that. But regardless of exactly what that meant, Paul says there in Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31, we're not in that day anymore. No, that time is past and we are responsible for our souls when we stand before God. And it is important that we make Jesus Christ the overseer of our souls. Yes. He calls all of us, all of us to give account. And the idea that some people would say, well, I just didn't know. Paul says that's not an excuse any longer. Not going to work. To whatever extent it might have been tolerated in days gone by before the coming of Christ, it's no longer an excuse. God holds us to account. He expects all men everywhere to repent, the text says. That's right. Now that does not exclude anybody or overlook anybody. All men everywhere. Some people might say, well, what about people in some country where they haven't even heard about Jesus Christ or haven't even heard about God? That's not God's fault. No, it's not. And they will not be excluded. Man's circumstances will not change the word of God. When you stop and think, Duane, about why there would be places in this world where people have not heard of Jesus Christ or have not heard of God even, that's man's fault. Right. Because God started with all of mankind from scratch, so to speak, sure. on two different, at two different points in, in history. In the beginning, in the garden, everybody knew about God and everybody believed in God. That's right. And then after the flood, everybody knew about God and everybody believed in God. And it's interesting, Duane, that you finish reading about the flood account in Noah's day in chapter 9 of the book of Genesis. By chapter 12, I think we're to understand already within that time frame that is covered by those three chapters, a vast, a vast percentage of mankind had already turned to idolatry. Right. Now that's man's fault, not God's fault. And as we mentioned earlier, Gary, uh, this is a free country. Religion is a freedom, and the Bible is a freedom. We have the ability to study it and to put it into practice. And because we don't, there are people who do not know the word of God in the world. And as you said, it's not God's fault. Especially not in this country, as you said. Oh, yeah. We have such freedom, and we have such ready access to the Bible. As I mentioned earlier, if you don't have one, you almost certainly can afford one. I've bought countless copies at a dollar apiece. Right. But if you haven't even got a dollar, somebody will give you a Bible. Almost without question, you can find somebody that will give you a Bible for that's, free. That's for sure. So there's no excuse for not having access to the Bible. 
And there's no excuse for not reading the Bible because the opportunity is there. And somebody might say, well, but I can't read very well. I can't understand it. One way that your comprehension develops is by continuing to read and study. That's right. But you've got to put yourself to that task. Another thing that you can do, some people might say, well, I can't read at all. Well, that number is getting to be fewer and fewer, very small minority now. True. But there may still be some. All right, well, come and worship with us. Study with us. We'll teach you. You don't have to know how to read. That's right, Gary. And in addition to us teaching you, there are audio versions of the Bible where you can sit down and read along or at least look along with the audio person and you might even teach yourself a couple things. Absolutely. You can have the entire Bible on CD. You have Bible studies available on CD or DVD. The opportunities to learn and study are almost endless, aren't they? They are tremendous amount of written literature that's made available for free. Every day on the program here, we offer a free Bible study to anybody who would simply contact us and ask for it. We don't want anything given to us in order for you to receive it. We keep emphasizing that when we say free, we mean free. Yes. And we'll even take care of the postage. All you have to do is contact us. So so the opportunities are there. Sure. Ignorance is not an excuse. God will bless everyone who desires to read and study his word. The blessings will be tremendous. Yes. In Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27, what do we read? And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So there are two appointments that are talked about there. Right. One is the appointment that we will all face from the physical perspective, unless the Lord comes again first on that final day of judgment. And that is that every one of us will die physically. Yes. That's appointed. We're, we keep hearing of medical technology making breakthroughs and developing the ability to be able to extend life, but they cannot extend it indefinitely. Right. It has to come to an end at some point. And it will. We all have to face that appointment. Yes. But now there's another appointment after that. That's right. And that's the final day of judgment. That's right. Comes after we die. That's right. If we die physically while we're already dead spiritually because of sin, because of disobedience in our life before God, then we're facing the worst scenario of all, and that's eternal condemnation in hell. We ought to be appreciative of the patience of God as he waits for us to come to him on his terms. Each of us needs to prepare ourselves, and we need to do so with diligence, Duane. That's right. To get ready for that day, because this life is not all there is. We're talking about eternity, and in comparison, this life is hardly a snap of the fingers to eternity. Eternity is endless, forever. We want to be with God for eternity. We don't want to waste our time here 
to the extent that we're not prepared for eternity. That's right. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, the Apostle Paul gives us instruction as to how to get ready for eternity. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I like the way the King James Version starts that particular verse. Now, New King James Version, as you just read, that's, that's really good too. Be diligent. I like that. That's a very active word. Sure. But some people might not, they might, well, okay. The King James Version kind of cuts right to the chase. It says, study to show yourself approved. That's unto right. God. Study to show yourself approved unto God. That's how, we be, that's how we're diligent. We study. Have to, yeah, we have to get into God's Word. We've got to read it. We've got to study it. We've got to learn what it says before we can know what it says and, and the, or, or know how to apply it to our lives effectively. That's right. Back there in 2 Timothy, and turn to chapter 3, if you would, Dwayne. Okay. And let's look at verses 16 and 17. And these are really a follow-up to chapter 2 and verse 15 that you just read. This will give us insight as to why we need to be diligent. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Chapter 2 and verse 15, be diligent to present yourself approved unto God. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A worker who does not need to be ashamed, what is the basis of his not needing to be ashamed? Because he's able to rightly divide the word of truth. Yes, he's able to understand it and apply it properly. The Bible, the scriptures, the word of truth. And that word of truth is so crucial because it gives to us the information from God that we need to know how to, number one, become a Christian, be saved, and number two, how to live a faithful Christian life. His word is there to equip us as faithful, dedicated Christians to pursue the good works that God would have us to do. Right. To equip us to be able to live this life as Christians in this physical world effectively and victoriously and successfully. And that is an individual responsibility as our accountability will be individual. That's right. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15, what do we read along this line? But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. So if somebody asks us, well, why do you believe what you believe spiritually? We need to first know what we believe, don't we? Yes. And then we need to be able to tell them, well, this is the basis upon which I believe what I believe. And go right to God's word to explain it to them. That's the proof text. God's word gives us the instruction. It gives us the truth to know what we ought to know and how to make the proper applications to our lives. God's word tells us. There's another text in 1 Peter 
chapter 1 and verses 22 and 23. And this really just goes a little bit further to explain. It, it kind of makes an application here. It's a great passage. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. So our souls are purified as we obey the truth. That's right. Now, it's not something we do for ourselves. We don't do the purifying. But we obey the truth, and God does the purifying. It's the working of God on us. Yes, yes. God does the work. All right. And then notice in verse 23, having been born again through the word of God. That's right. We understand what it is to be born again and how to be born again and what that means through the teachings of God's Word. So we need to know those teachings. That's crucial to our spiritual well-being here in this world and our eternal well-being after right. this life is over. Our change, our transformation, Gary, as we've talked about in weeks past in classes here at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ, is not passive. It's extremely active. It involves us every step of the way. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 9 and 10, Peter gives us the instruction that we need to be ready for a reason. Now, we've already talked about that in a couple of other passages. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31. Now, Peter comes to it. And he gets a little bit more graphic here, perhaps. Yes. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat, both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. All right, so God wants everybody to be saved. God is not willing that any should perish, but his will is, his desire is, that all should come to repentance. Amen. But the choice of repenting or not repenting is left up to us. Yes. Because God created us as free moral agents or with free will. Verse 10, though, says, but the day of the Lord... Now, there's that final day of judgment that's being talked about. Right. It will come. And you think about that in comparison with Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31, where it says it is appointed. And in Hebrews 9 and verse 27, that day is appointed. It is appointed that we shall die, and after that comes the judgment. So we can make up our own minds not to obey God, but the day of the Lord is coming. It oh. is appointed. And oh, do we put our souls at a risk, Gary? We certainly do. A risk that far surpasses any risk that we could relate to on a physical level in this world. That's right. Our time is up for today, Dwayne, so we're going to have to stop and park here. We'll come back 
and we'll get into the meat of the text. And as I said, to me, this is a fascinating study. It really kind of um, just makes your understanding and even your imagination to some extent come alive. And hopefully we can get that sense across to you as we study about Daniel and King Belshazzar. We'll start that in the next program, so be sure to tune in. This, again, is a fascinating study. Until then, in just a moment, we'll give you the information by which you can contact us. Why don't you do that? Contact us and ask for that free Bible study, and we'll send it to you, and we'll take care of the postage. It could change your life for eternity. We're waiting to hear from you.